0: The Dallas Cowboys have traded Amari Cooper and they've given a long-term deal to Michael Gallup. What do we make of those moves? And what moves could the Cowboys make this week as free agency opens? All that and more on this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked
1: On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every locked day. On
0: Locked, Locked on. Locked on. Cowboys. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, uh, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Betonline, where the game starts. Landon, let's let's start with this. The Cowboys have traded wide receiver Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns. What were your initial thoughts? Oh, well, I mean,
1: there are lots and uh, lots of takes flying around. I guess, you know, the big thing that we're dealing with now is that, uh, you know, this is essentially a a salary dump. I mean, they, they traded for a fifth round pick and they swapped six, uh, if if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, my initial thought was, uh, it's a bad fit for, for Amari, like as far as where he's going to awful fit for Amari. Yeah. And, and, um, you know it's on the cowboys side it, it it's not surprising i, I guess I, I mean in the long term i was actually a little bit surprised that they were able to get somebody to trade for the entirety of the salary to be honest like so the fact that they were able to do that was a little bit surprising sure. so um and i think that if anything it's it's kind of showing that you know they are uh, committed to getting a lot of this money back and and, and kind of trying to reestablish their books. And, and and that's clearly something that they're working towards in, in, a, in a, I would assume is setting up a, a run towards a 2023 situation. I mean, I, I think we'll talk about the Gallup and all that, Gallup situation and all that. But I, I think that if you look at what's going on with Cooper, um, they're willing to potentially take a step back uh, in order to kind of clear books and sort of reset the wide receiver room at this point. And uh, we'll see what the next steps are beyond this. All right. I've got a lot of thoughts on Amar Cooper. Let, let's start
0: with this. Um, I wasn't surprised with the compensation. I think a lot of people out there were hoping that the Cowboys would get a second round pick or a third round pick. And that's just not realistic considering the, the cap right now, if they would have, if he would have been released, I think you would have seen like 17 to 18 teams be really interested in Amari. And they might've even given him a deal. That's very similar in like, you know, 20 million per year, but they could structure it differently. Right. Yeah, You, you might be able to have a lower cap hit this year, more cap down the road, but with the basically $20 million cap hit over the next couple of years. years, um, that was hard for a team to take out. So a fifth round pick in a swap of six, I, I'm fine with what I'm not fine with. And we've been talking about this for a while. I just don't see, see the reason to move on. I I know he wasn't perfect last year, but I I still think he was their most consistent receiver on a game to game basis. Uh, I, he's he, I know he's never a hundred percent healthy, but he's really tough and he plays through injuries. I just didn't see the need to move on from Amart because over the last three seasons, when Dak is, you know, fully healthy and plays 16 or more games, They've had the number one offense with Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott. Like, make other little tweaks and changes instead of getting rid of your best offense weapon. That's my thoughts, at least.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would push back on the consistency thing. I mean, I think Cooper was pretty wildly inconsistent this season, especially oh, near I, the end of I the year. I don't disagree, but I still think he was their most consistent receiver, which is maybe. anything uh, about uh, C.D. lane Gallup, right (laughs) well i mean you know large large degree obviously Gallup was dealing with this injury Uh, lamb was you know i mean lamb definitely had some moments that were that were just not great and that he needs to kind of get over but i mean cooper had those moments too and and i think you know between that and look there's another element of this that that again you and i talked about before the show that i don't necessarily am like buying into fully but like i i have to think that the whole scenario with going unvaccinated and then showing up at the Mavs game after that and dealing with all that stuff like that had to play. I mean, that was just embarrassing publicly Uh and also just showed kind of a general lack of, of, um, you know, buy-in to like do what it takes to kind of win and at a very important time. So I think that's why you're also seeing that kind of thing with Lail Collins too, because they, they view what he did as irresponsible and not putting the team first and, and, so I think the, that those kind of things factored in here as well, and I also just think that they were, uh, it was a luxury that they decided they couldn't afford anymore. They knew that they wanted to bring Gallup back. They knew that they had CD Lamb. I, yeah. I, I mean, I will say this: you can't be surprised by this. Like oh, you can't. I, I, when the I know train you're not, hit, I, I, yeah, when the yeah. train hit, I wasn't surprised. I, well, even we before that, out. like even before, like the, when when the talk was about him being cut or released. Honestly, like you, you can't be terribly shocked about it. When I mean, this was something that we talked about happening potentially when C.D. Lamb got drafted, and then again when 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 Cooper didn't get his contract restructured after C.D. Lamb got drafted. So, this isn't shocking or surprising. Or at least it shouldn't be. Uh, I think you know the question is like, and I think it's a legitimate question is how do you construct a team moving forward that you hope to be better than last year's team without uh, uh, Cooper? That part obviously still remains to be seen.
0: I just, I felt like if you were going to let go of a receiver, let go of Michael Gallup, who is coming off an injury. And I, we'll get to Michael Gallup in a second. But one more thing on Amari before we move on. How will you remember this trade for the Cowboys? So the Cowboys gave up uh, a 2019 first round pick for three and a half seasons of Amari Cooper, 2018, 19, 21. Yeah. Uh, you know, basically three and a half seasons. What do you think of the trade now?
1: You know, I think that they got, uh, you know, good value for what they were trying to do. I mean, you know, they, they got several very good years from Amari, uh, one specifically very good year for Amari. Um, and, you know, I, I think that, you know, could you could you have hoped for a little bit more long term? Maybe. Um but I also think that it was worth the gamble for them. They got they got uh, an opportunity that that they weren't able to kind of take full you know poor considering you know uh, just because of the results didn't work out exactly as they want. I mean, I think you know ultimately you you want to make all trades into the Super Bowl, right? You want you want all these trades to end up with you winning the Super Bowl. The the Amari trade for for a while they had it like allowed them a window to you know be uh, competitive. They weren't able to take full advantage of it. Now it's kind of time to move on from it and and, and let some of these younger players kind of try to t- take their chance and take the, take a step up. But I, I think the idea that you were always going to be able to, you know, once the CD CD Lamb got picked, I think the writing was on the wall. You weren't sure. always going to be able to maintain three uh, top wide receivers on this roster. You know, within the age of, of the salary cap. So uh, they, I think, you know, and then. You, you talk about uh, Katie Drummond wrote a really fantastic article uh, this this morning about what happened with the Cowboys cap, and 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 you know the thing we don't, don't talk about enough is is how the, how the COVID situation you know took a wrecking ball to the Cowboys kind of ca- cap plan, which was pretty sound up until the idea that the cap actually took steps backwards as opposed to increasing. So the difference in what they lost in those you know two years of adjusted cap uh, space was yep. probably the difference in keeping Amari Cooper for another year or two. So uh it was an unfortunate situation where the Cowboys got caught with uh, uh you know their pants down <laughs> with, the, with with COVID and, and it kind of taking a wreck like I said, a, a wrecking ball to their, their their cap management. Uh and and the 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 victim there was was Amari Cooper because of the numbers and, and the way that the the contracts worked out that you weren't going to be able to keep the guys you needed yeah. to keep starter-wise, and on top of that, Amari Cooper.
0: Uh, a couple of things I just want to add in really quickly. So The Cowboys had Amari Cooper for a little bit less than four years, but four years, and they paid him $54 million. It's actually a pretty good deal in hindsight, right? Like You're getting really good production for, what is that, $12 million a year or something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, more importantly, he made Dak Prescott a better quarterback. Prescott was really struggling in 2018. We saw him struggle in 2017, but – until they got Amari, he really struggled. Uh, Amari helped them get back on track and helped them be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. For that reason alone, I think it was worth it. And then if you do a little bit more digging, the guys that they liked at in 2019 in the first round, like was LJ Collier and Jonathan Abram, like this this was better, right? So yeah. I know it didn't end the way that a lot of people were hoping, and I know a lot of people, including myself, were hoping that they would hold on to him for at least another year. Uh, but I still, I still think this was a win for the Cowboys. I do.
1: Yeah, it was a good trade. I mean, I I, I don't, despite what, how it's ending right now, like I said, some unfortunate things that weren't even about the Cowboys uh, also kind of contributed to this happening. Uh, but, but I, I think it was still, in hindsight, a, a good trade. Yes. And if, if, even with even with this information, if we went back and we're, were given the option, I would take this option than taking a gamble at, at the yes. first round of the 2019 draft.
0: Yes. Uh, all right. Let's Let's uh, let's talk about Michael Gallup. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Bilt Bar. Uh, this time of year, everybody's given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to our resolution to eat right thanks to Bilt Bar and it's all because of how good the built bars taste. I mean, they they taste better than candy bars. Plus, they're healthy for you. Only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. And if you compare the calories to your regular candy bar, that's like 240, sometimes even like 270 calories. Uh, it's a no contest. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Lane, I said the whole time, it, it never made sense to cut or trade Amari Cooper, save $16 million, and then immediately turn around and give that money to Michael Gallup. But that's what the Cowboys did. They signed Michael Gallup to a five-year deal uh, worth up to $62.5 million. Uh That comes out to $12.5 million per year. Kind of the number that we were anticipating. What were your thoughts on the deal?
1: I think it's a good structured deal. I think that's kind of like the key there is that they got five years of you know space to move that money around in. You know, I think you look at mm-hmm. what the cap, what the the signing bonus number is, and what his number is going to be that for this year. It's probably going to be like less than seven million dollar hit. I think this I saw year. six million this year. So, I, yeah, I mean, I I think I'm pretty good with it. I mean, it's it's more than I think most of us anticipated, but at the same time, it's not certainly. I mean, I think it's a good deal for my for what wide receivers are getting on the market at this point. So, uh, I'm pretty sure that that Mike Williams deal would have been Gallup's uh, if if they weren't able to work things out. Or, you know, I think that there there are teams out yeah. there willing to pay kind of more money than what the Cowboys paid uh, for him. So, so it comes uh,
0: back to this point. If, if let's say the market for Gallup was 14 to 15 million a year, and you paid him for 12, does that automatically mean that it's a good deal? Is he a $12 million receiver? Is it worth paying him that much? Or
1: are you better allocating that money elsewhere? I think it's worth a gamble. I mean, I, I I, I, I don't think that we uh, should assume that we know exactly what we're going to get out of Michael Gallup, positive or negative, next year. I think we've seen kind of a ceiling. We've seen kind of a floor. Uh, I think that the idea that I think that the idea that they're paying him this much money and Cooper's gone, you know, gives you the chance to actually make, earn that money because you're going to, he's going to get more targets. He's going to get more looks uh, and that, you know, and maybe and hopefully he'll come back healthier obviously than he was last year. So um, I, you know, I, I think that there's opportunity for him to more than, you know, make this money back for the worth worth it for the Cowboys uh, and you know the Cowboys kind of have a very easy out of this uh, in, a, in a, a year or two, so I, I I I don't hate this because I do I trust that Gallup will bounce back and that he can play at the level that we saw. You get the opportunity to, to try to do something about it, you know, pretty painlessly in a year or two.
0: Yeah, and that's the most important thing. We haven't seen quite the structure of this yet, and how easily they can get in and out of it. But my guess is that they structured this so when C.D. Lamb's contract is up, or he'll be going into his I guess it'd be this fifth season. So when he's on the fifth year option, they could probably decide much like they did with Amari in Gallup, which receiver they want to keep. We'll see how that works out, but man, it still feels like a lot for a guy that has one season over 850 yards coming in off an ACL injury and whose efficiency has dropped. I mean, this this is somebody who we talk about Amari being inconsistent from game to game. That's really Michael Gallup. I mean, is the point, that we're going to give him a bunch of targets and all of a sudden
1: he's going to become more efficient. Maybe I just, don't well, know. I think that the difference here is the usage, right? Like to me, when, when, when Cooper shows up, you get a uh, uh, CD lamb, what happened to M- M- Michael Gallup's usage is that he became the deep guy. And those, those are just g- generally kind of more inefficient targets. And so his targeting became about, Hey, let's get him down the field with the 50, 50 balls and see how he does. I don't I, I think that the, the reason Gallup's efficiency will go up is not because he'll you know improve as a player, though I do think he will improve as a player. I think his targeting is going to improve because he's not going to be only targeted uh, on these deep balls. And I think that's you know, kind of was part of the issue with having these three wide receivers, right? It was kind of tough to get these guys, you know, quality tar- all three of these guys quality targets. At times they were kind of just choosing to a game and then you know, oh, we'll get you next game. Uh, but but Gallup was specifically of the three guys the one that they were you know trying to send down the field with the most inefficient targeting so I think that, that you know that alone should help some stabilize some and, of his targets and I
0: stability.
1: I can buy that honestly I can like if if the
0: Cowboys goal this offseason was hey we're gonna condense our offense down a little bit rather than trying to feed the ball to three three or four receivers like they did last year two or three tight ends and two running backs let's feed these two receivers our tight end and our running back. I can get behind that. My problem is, is if if they spend a first round pick on a receiver, it's the exact same thing we had last year, just a more expensive receiving core with Dalton Schultz and Gallup in using the number twenty four pick. That, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me either.
1: Well, I mean, I, I, we don't know that that's necessarily in the cards either, right? You know right. I mean, I would rather them keep the guys they have now drafted. Receive
0: on day two, or sign somebody else on the veteran market for a couple million a year. Then, hey, we're spending the number twenty-four pick on Traylon Burks or Jahan Dotson or something. That doesn't, it doesn't really feel like we're improving. It's just paying the same guys more money.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I do think we also need to kind of come to the reality of the fact that that you know this year is going to be a struggle compared to last year. I mean, I think that that's something that we've been talking about no matter what happens here. Like, I mean, they, they, the Cowboys had a ton of free agents coming into this class. Uh, they they had to be able to get all these guys back and, and, and kind of even try to run it back. I mean, you had to fill holes. So they're doing the best with what they've got, unfortunately, or they're trying to do the best with what they've got, unfortunately. I, I mean, you can agree or disagree with whether they are. Uh, I think that, you know, for them – you know, they, they looked at the situation. They're like, this offense uh, wasn't efficient enough. Even when we had all three of these wide receivers, we need to, we need to change things up uh, and and we have other holes to fill. So a a good portion of this was trying to find that balance of bringing back guys that, you know, that could step into the offense and run it like Gallup uh, and, and kind of getting rid of the guys that you, you, you needed their money to kind of help fill other holes. So I, I think that they went into this situation like not certain, you know, what the combination was going to be, what, you know, keeping Cooper, keep uh, letting Gallup go or, you know, that sort of thing. They, they kind of saw what the, the, the lay of the land was for these contracts and then kind of started to make their decision. And maybe that's, you know, we talked about it too. Maybe that's why they had such a discrepancy up front with Gallup's contract, right? Is that they hoped to get Gallup on a cheap one year deal and then somehow be able to also fit Cooper in as well. And then when Coop and Gallup kind of poo pooed that, maybe they had to switch gears on, on exactly what they're doing. We don't really know. Um, but I think at this point, you know, they felt like they needed to get some sort of uh, familiarity back. They couldn't just afford to lose, you know, three of their, uh, of, they couldn't lose all three of their wide receivers there. And I think that the, the Gallup thing is, is, um, it's attractive to them because it's there's a level of familiarity there's there's hope that he can get better and if he does get better like if he bounces back to where his trajectory was before the season and like and 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 really you know thrives with the more with more targets then we're going to be looking at this deal in like two or three years as like an incredible deal for the cowboys uh so i I, i can my my fear is though that the ACL injury robs
0: him just a little bit of the of the quickness and maybe maybe that won't be the case because we've come so far on
1: need. I mean, right? yeah, like that's such like ACLs are so but you know. Not... But my fear
0: though is that like without Amari taking the coverage, you know, and all of a sudden now he's got the best boundary corner covering him in every game, do we really see an improvement? I, I don't know. Now I I think it's possible that the offense could be really good if they find a dynamic slot receiver and it's Gallup as the X and we kind of use C D Lamb as the flanker and you know it's Gallup and Lamb in two receiver sets. I think there's a chance that they could still be a really good offense. But I, I I'm now I'm just actively rooting for them not to draft the receiver at the first one because I don't think that I don't think that helps them. I'd rather just see the offense condensed to Gallup Schultz Lamb.
1: Yeah, I mean, and again, I think we need to throw in Pollard here because I think Pollard, they're interested in, yes. in using more Pollard as well. So, and, and and that's part of it, right? Is that maybe you know maybe it needed to be condensed because they were trying too hard to try to get the ball around to everybody. And they they felt like they want to, so they feel I, like they need I, to kind of convince that.
0: I can get behind that plan if that's what it is. I just we'll see. We'll see what they do the rest of the soft season. But uh, I want to talk more about some of the moves the Cowboys could be making in the next couple of days. Uh, with legal tampering started uh, starting, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline. It's that time of year again as college basketball tournaments are starting. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sport wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Landon, so we are recording this um, on uh, Monday. It's it's 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, so legal tampering has started. Are you surprised as many of their free agents that we are expecting to be back have hit the market like Randy Gregory and J Ron curse and Leighton Vander and Malik cooker. Are you shocked? They didn't get more deals done.
1: No. I mean, I, I, I think that a lot of these guys, they wanted to kind of go out and see uh, what they would get. Now. I, I would say that, you know, someone like Randy Gregory may not fall into that. They, they, they probably would hope to sign him beforehand, but I think a lot of these folks, they wanted to see what they would get and, and have them come back to Isn't Dallas. is not so a dangerous game though yeah i mean i think it is but i also think that it's also it's it's dangerous two ways you know i mean look i I mean we've heard plenty of complaints by cowboys fans about signing guys early before getting out onto free agency and you know there's plenty of uh there's plenty of reason to be nervous about letting them go out and kind of get a huge deal and 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 not being able to match that but um you know, I think that there's there's dangers either way. You could sign a guy before he gets to the market and then suddenly it doesn't work out and you've overpaid for a guy who wasn't deserve it. You can see that you can have the guy go out into the market to see what his value is and then get shocked by what other teams value at the play the player at. You know, I, I think there's there's pros and cons either way. I think for you know, for most of these guys, they were probably okay with them hitting the market and seeing what they return with. I think Gregory was probably the one that they were maybe hoping to re-sign before all this got done, and, and we'll see exactly how that all plays out.
0: He's the one, because I, I feel like if he leaves in free agency, what are your options? It's either to overpay – well, maybe not overpay is not the right word. It's to spend more money on somebody similar to him, right, like a proven veteran like Chandler Jones, who wants seventeen to $18 million a year, or – it's to try to bring back guys like Dorance Armstrong and that level of player. What do you think they do here?
1: I think that, yeah, I think that that's, that's the order of their plan, right? They try to bring back Randy Gregory. Um, and if it doesn't work out, then your backup is probably go back to Dorance Armstrong and see, you know, what, what he wants on a lesser deal and, and hope that he can improve. Um, At I mean, that I, point, you, know, you
0: have I, to keep Demarcus Lawrence, right? You have no other
1: choice. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think that, yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're probably interested in keeping Demarcus Lawrence like for this year. We'll see. I mean, we've kind of heard it both ways at this point. Yeah. But um, I, at this point, I think that they're trying to keep Demarcus Lawrence because they, they realize that, you know, letting him go really kind of puts you in an even more impossible situation, especially if you can't sign Randy Gregory. So uh, I think, honestly, if they sign Randy Gregory, then it, it, maybe it, it opens the chance up that they can let Demarcus Lawrence go or they, so, they might try.
0: So what I just pulling the, court, the curtain back a little bit, what I've heard about DeMarcus Lawrence. So Ed Warder had a tweet was it Thursday, Friday about DeMarcus Lawrence isn't going anywhere. I think he's right. And I think that was actually the Cowboys saying, Hey, we're going to hold on to you through this entire free agency process. And we're not cutting you and lo- allowing you go to go on the market. Let's see what things look like in uh, February, sorry, in, in August. And if you don't agree to our pay cut, then that's when we'll release you. And you'll have to take one year, $4 million. That's kind of what they're holding over his head right now. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And I mean, again, like, I think that they, you know, they are trying to squeeze money at the top as best as they can. I I think the, the, the problem is, is at a certain point, you know, you, uh, have to pay for replacements of the guys that you squeeze out, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I think Lawrence is one of the spots where you have the least ammunition here, right? I mean, Gregory's a free agent. You don't necessarily want to move Parsons there full time. You don't have Armstrong. You really only have Basham. For, at the wide receiver core, you you know you feel you felt good about getting Gallup back. You already had CeeDee Lamb as as Cooper's replacement. And Lale Collins, you've you've got a starter in place in steel uh, so Collins can yep. actually be movable. Lawrence is the one guy that they, they don't have as clear a cut. And the money retrieval isn't as much as you had hoped, you know, unless you try to like June 1st or something, and then you might get some more money on the I, back end. But I, I yeah, it I, just, I, it's, I, it's not a great situation, right? They're trying to hold this
0: over him. So we get to August and, hey, come play with us for $14 million a year rather than taking $4 million a year for the Chiefs. Is is Lawrence going to – Take a pay cut, then we'll see. But I think this is going to get ugly.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it certainly could if if they're going to try to hold that over him, you know, and yeah. and and cut him at, at that point. So we'll see if that's the play. It, and
0: this has gotten ugly before, right? Lawrence held off in his his shoulder sh- shoulder surgery, right, uh, until he got a long term deal for the Cowboys. So this has gotten ugly before. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if it gets ugly again. Yeah. One last thing before we go. What do you think the goal for this offseason is for the Cowboys? Is it to fix their books? Is it to open up flexibility in 2023? Is it to build a better
1: roster? What, what's the goal? I think it's 2023. I mean, that's – again, like I, I – the thing that kind of prompted me before was – uh was the was the the, the the willingness to kind of move on to to, to with LC? I, I look, I understand the idea that things are, have kind of soured there. Uh, I, I I understand that uh, you know there there's they like steel a lot more. They want to give him opportunities there. I'm trying to win now, you know what I'm saying? If you're trying to like if, if the only goal is to win right now, I think right now what they're doing is making sure. That they get two bites of the apple in Dak's last two seasons, um, as opposed to trying to just go all in on this year. When you know, even if they went all in on this year, I think that the hope, the best that they could hope for was uh, a kind of a rehash of last year, right? If they, if they had flipped all, if they had flipped all the, the uh, you know, all the, the switches, the, the yeah. switches on all the contracts that they, they had possible to then maybe you could bring back the exact same group that you had last year. But that wasn't even necessarily good enough. You know, like that was like that was a group that, you know, by the end of the year we were disappointed in and we were hoping that they would kind of break back out and that just it just never happened. So, you know, if they were presented with the choice of, hey, the two paths are let's go all in for this year, but going all in means just kind of rolling back everybody from last season yeah. – or taking a season to you know, still be in it potentially, but also kind of shift the money around so that you really have a good opportunity those last two years in the DAC contract. I, I mean, I can understand why they would go for option B there if, if that's where their two choices.
0: And I think that's what they're doing. I, I think this is a year where they're going to still try to compete. They're going to still try to win the NFC East, but they're not putting all the chips in the middle of the table, right? you look at their cap situation in 2023, it's going to be much better, especially if they get rid of Lyle Collins. Um, they did not flip the, the switch on Tyron Smith, which maybe means you move on from him and save some money next year as well. Yeah, We'll see. It's going to be an interesting offseason. I, I I really feel like if the Cowboys kind of say, hey, we're good at Rated Gregory. We, we don't need to sign him to a long-term deal. Let's just kind of go with the guys we have. Let's develop. Chauncey Goldstein will have Micah Parsons play more edge. That's when you're going to know that 2023, 2024 is the target year, not this year. But we'll see how it all plays out, playing over the next couple of days. Uh, make sure you guys are downloading the podcast wherever you guys get your podcasts. We are also on YouTube, Lockdown Cowboys on there. I'll follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at BCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll be back on Tuesday to talk about all the free agent moves that the Cowboys haven't made yet. I'm sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, see you guys. Then.